Hello, welcome to today's episode and today we have Orion who is a beautiful mum of two and she provides mums with a platform to sell their goods and services. So welcome Orion. Thank you so much Natasha for having me today. No problems. Um, I love to start off my podcast with gratitude. So what would be your gratitude this morning? Oh, um, I actually also do my gratitudes in the evening usually. So that's a really good question. Um, (laughs) And um, I I would say I am really grateful to work with such a great woman. Like uh, I have a team that is just incredible. And this morning again, I had a proof um, of of them being incredible like every day. And uh, I think the people you're working with are essential Um, to the success of a business Uh, it's not the the founder of the CEO who is making the story and um, and yeah today again I was talking with uh, with my uh, trainee my little protege and she's just working so hard to make everything happen and she's just my purpose every day as well uh, to move forward and to keep going with the business so yeah I'm grateful around me oh that's awesome and I love your accent. Can you tell us where you're from or what your background is? Oh, too bad. I was trying to hide it. Ah, <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I can't hide it. After eight years in Australia, it keeps, you know, it remains there. So I am French, actually. Um, born, and born and bred in France and um, I've lived around a little bit, lived in Canada, in England as well and in Australia for the past eight years. Um, I was born in Champagne, where we have our amazing bubbly, um, the, which the whole world is aware of. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but, yeah, it's uh, it's terrible. The French accent is something that is really thick, and <laughs> which I'm not really proud of, but everyone likes it, so that's, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. it. I think it's beautiful. So um, I'd love to start with your background and your story um, in, you know, where you have been into where you are now and what made you build what you have built now. Yes. So um, I guess so. it starts back in France. Um, I come from a family um, where women, I guess, have always suffered from abuse. Uh, from my grandmother to my mother and to myself, I would say, women have always been quite disempowered. Um, and this is something, I guess, that really um, talks about me now and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, so I guess my whole life, women um, were not empowered, uh, not daring doing anything, and were quite um, suffering from their relationship with their husbands or fathers. Um, and I think that it is something quite common uh, for women, whether they've suffered for abuse or not. We very often end up being disempowered in our life, having dreams, but not daring, always playing small. Um, and I don't know where it comes from, whether it's from education or uh, from the society or from family, uh, like it is the case for me. Um, but my whole life, I was having dreams and never daring never had self-confidence to do anything about it. And it has been disempowering and frustrating my whole life. 
Um, and I saw it with my grandmother and with my mother. They suffered from it, but were never able to actually get over it. And I decided that it would be the last generation that would be disempowered. You know, oh, I was the last one. Um, so I did actually a lot of, you know, uh, personal work, spiritual work, trying to understand what was limiting me mm -hmm. um, to realize my purpose. And I guess everything comes down to self-confidence. Um, always, you know, those negative thoughts, putting yourself down. Um, and, um, yeah, I think it also came from my environment where in France it is, it doesn't look like it because we're a developed country, but you can still, as a woman, suffer from um, discrimination. Hmm. very very often in our countries it's a it's not like in Australia I think there is a bit of a lack of respect sometimes towards women and sexuality and you always have those you know those talks of men you know oh you know I fucked her yesterday yeah like it's still like it's very present and uh, in the work as well men are always a bit abusive with women, like, you know, they can be touching your bum at work or you have those, um, you know, those sentences that come out that are really disempowering as a woman. And when I came to Australia, it was a whole different story. There is much more respect, I think. Um, but having grown in a country where I didn't feel as a woman, I was actually powerful, uh, mm -hmm. but rather put down. Um, it was really hard for me to actually realize my purpose. And so when I arrived here in Australia, um, I actually suffered from discrimination at work when I became a mom. So it wasn't the same type of discrimination as in France, but it was um, those comments uh, about me being in hibernation when I was in maternity leave, so not deserving a promotion Whoa. or rise. Uh, it was uh, my husband, uh, we did the same studies, we have the same job and work in the same company. And he was paid 30K more than I was. Mm. Uh, but you know, I was in hibernation because I was in mat leave. So I didn't deserve the pay rise. And um, I was also asked to travel beyond the 30 weeks um, uh, pregnancy, like authorization, I would say, with airlines. Um, and I was asked to, to go to my doctor and ask for a certificate to be able to work, uh, to travel up to 36 weeks. And like all those things, when I started to say, no, like I'm just exhausted. I look yes. like a I can't even sit in the plane anymore. Yeah. Like, please, you know, just, you know, leave me alone for the next few weeks. You know, uh, it's six, you know, it's a few more weeks to go. Just leave me alone. And it's really created a big, you know, problem at work. And so all those discrimination, I started to talk with my friends. And realized that all of us actually complained about the same things at work and that kind of, you know, silent discrimination. And really? I started to really feel frustrated about it and just realized that we all suffer from the same, uh, or at least many of us, um, and no one says anything about it or we are not gathered so that we can actually have um, a way to influence things. Um, mm. If we're all spread and complaining by ourselves, we don't have any power, but... If we gather, then we can use the power of a number to influence um, the policymakers and to have an, an impact on our society. And that's where the idea of my business came from. And this is actually my whole purpose in life. Um, it's really trying to recreate that balance so that women um, don't have to suffer those things anymore for at least the, the future generations, if not uh, being able to have an impact uh, for all generation. Yeah. So that's 
the whole purpose uh, of what I tried to achieve. And I think one way uh, to do that was also to get women more independent in the way they earn money. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I created my marketplace where moms can sell their products and their services online. Uh, this way, when they create their business, they can earn money on their own terms and have that flexibility, uh, which is so hard to acquire when you work um, for a corporate job or when you have an employer sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love that. So, and I love that, you know, usually when people try and find their purpose, they're looking so hard, right, for all of these things that they could be doing. But so often it's our struggles and the things that we've overcome that makes us fall into our purpose because we want to help someone else through that same situation. And, you know, your purpose can look so many different ways. I could do a whole podcast on how, you know, people just see your purpose as like just being your career, but it's, there's so many branches off to that word purpose. Um, so I love what you've created just from your own story and your, you know, the things that you've overcome. And yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't know that France was like that. Um, so suppressive like that. And did, do a lot of your friends feel like that over in France as well? Um, I guess, yeah, a lot of my friends could testimony of things that happened to us, like in the street, you know, like it's all the time, men looking at you or, you know, just telling you, uh, uh, you know, I love your bum or like things like that. It's just so classic. And I think it is um, going to another dimension, um, which is that women actually think that's the norm. You know, mm. we, like I never thought like when I went to live in uh, in England uh, where there was much more respect, where I discovered that actually you could wear a skirt without being whistled in the street or having men following you in the street. Like, you know, like I was just like, oh, that's incredible. Like you can actually dress up the way you want and you're free. Yeah, wow. And then I came to Australia and women, you know, they're like half naked in the street and no one cares. Like it's just amazing that freedom. And it was like, oh, my God. This is so, like, it made me realize that France is not normal. It's just not okay. And yeah, that wow. was crazy is that it had been okay my whole life because that was the way I've been raised and only the only thing I knew. And yeah. that's where I think it's the real problem is that we need to get the woman to realize it's actually not okay. Mm. And that's a, a lot of education there. Yeah, for sure. Were you saying before that you had been in an abusive relationship or something like that? Yeah, so my, my father yeah. is one of those narcissists. Mm -hmm. um, so it has been a whole life of, you know, you would be nothing without me, um, mm. like always putting you down, being jealous of any time you have a success. Um, like if you are second at a competition, you are just – piece of crap it's just a, a whole life of uh, disempowerment through mm. through like being beaten up but morally beaten up I would say and um, this is something that I only realized when I had my own children because I decided when I was pregnant to do a lot of work so that I would mm. not you know put everything on my children to exactly. avoid putting that background of them and then I realized that oh my god I now understand, you know, it's like you're you're a bug in that spider web. And suddenly when I was 30 years old, I was able to see the spider web, which I never saw before. Yes. And I understood that, you know, my father had been building that network of 
always keeping women down so that it would be the one in power and in control. And um, yeah, it was a very abusive relationship morally for my mother and my brother and I. And mm. um, I guess it takes you many years to realize that it's not the norm here again, that what we think is the norm is actually not when you look outside your your own box you know and it was the same with with France and the way women are treated it was the same in my family and I guess when you realize that it's very empowering um but you know coming out of 30 years of um disempowerment is really hard you know you always have that little voice in the background and I guess what you try to do in your life trying to get your power back is being successful in life doing the Mm. best studies having the best job and you are constantly fighting to get those external validations which are actually never enough it's a never-ending it's never enough it's never enough I guess it has to be an inner thing happening within you so that suddenly um, you can shift, but it's not being the president of the universe that is going to change that self-confidence. And so that's why I decided to sit down with myself and just say, now that's enough. You know, that's that's enough. I had enough of looking for people's approval because it always puts you in those um, needy sort of situation where you expect from others to give you validation instead of just giving it to yourself. And you Absolutely. end up again, in those codependent relationships, mm-hmm. which are just toxic and where you always end up being hurt. So I guess, yeah, I had to um, understand that so that I could stop the break the circle uh, of my, you know, of the woman in my family. Yeah, exactly. I love everything that you shared there. I agree um, with all of it. So how did you wake up to that? Like how did you realise or what was the catalyst to you going, hang on, this is not right. Like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Um, I guess um, that was my wedding. Like, oh. when I was trying to have my father and my mother at the same wedding, they divorced. Uh, my mom left and uh, my father wanted to kill her and us for uh, a long time because of his revenge. And wow. That- best way to get his best revenge uh, against my mother because it was the worst thing you could do to a mother is to hurt her children so it was like very violent um, that's so it, traumatic yeah yeah it was mm. um, but I guess it, it was a wake-up call as well when I grew mm-hmm. older um, when I actually wanted to have both my parents at the at my wedding And just my father got into so much violence, just saying that he would kill my mother at the wedding and and all those things if I was daring to invite her. And then I realized this is actually, he's been dictating my whole life as a dictator. Um, And I was like, that's enough. And I actually refused for him to come at my wedding. And uh, this is when he manipulated my whole family. (laughs) And I had no one from my family coming to my wedding uh, from that part of the family. And and I guess suddenly, you know what, I had an epiphany. I was driving and I realized that the, I don't know, the narcissistic psychopath came onto my past few days before. And I had, I realized that actually it was one of those. And, um, and it was a big epiphany where suddenly, you know, like the whole picture was drawn in front of my eyes when before I just had bits and pieces and I could not make sense of it. 
and suddenly understood. And then I started to try to get information on internet. And then it was just like my whole life suddenly made sense. Mm. So, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a big, you know, a big catalyst and a big reason to kind of want to change the way that you're doing things. So I guess in a way you were kind of pushed heavily into living a different way or, or changing the way that you see things. So, yeah. yeah, that's fascinating. I know what it's like to be in a narcissistic relationship. I had an ex who was, yeah, he was very damaging to my self-worth, um, my confidence, and, yeah, they just get you to see yourself in a way that you're completely dependent on them um, so yeah, I totally know it, and it's hard. It's hard to walk away from those situations, um, because of the binds of control that they have on you. Yeah. Um, and I was so young too. I was so young and, you know, you're very impressionable and you, you are looking for that external validation or you're trying to find your place in the world. So it is hard to walk away from something like that. But it is terrible. And we we keep falling back into those despite the fact we realize this is crazy how the psychological um, mind is working because like you, like I don't know if it happened to you again, but I realized that for my father and ended up in one of those other relationships like two years ago, that was the trigger actually for me to create my business because it gave me that self-confidence, but I had to hit the wall again mm. and be reminded of that uh, so that I would get the lesson. So the first time with my father was not enough of a lesson. This is yep. how we are slow at understanding. <laughs> and yeah. life puts it back on your way until you understand. For sure. And I think a part of that, and I know for my journey is, well, my ex was my biggest um, that was the, the worst one that started to get really violent. Um, it was extremely verbal abusive, but, um, after him, I did have a couple of other situations, which was more friendships. Um, so I have had to learn over time, like how to really set my boundaries and step into my own power. Um, and the more that I had those situations, I was thinking, oh, I, I need to learn more. Like there must be more for me to learn here and, and I'm, you know, abusing my own boundaries. Um, but it was just a lack of confidence and a lack of understanding of or really understanding my self-worth. So, Exactly. Yeah. It always comes down to it. It's just while you haven't started to love yourself, you will always look for external validation and will end up, you can more easily end up being the prey of those predators, I would say. And so actually in the end, what you're doing is that you are the one responsible for hurting yourself because Mm -hmm. you refuse to give yourself that love. And uh, and like I realized that I stepped into it like all over again and it ended up like in a terrible harassment story um, where the guy was coming and puncturing my my tires on the cars um, be used for the children knowing exactly which car to puncture the tires while we were driving that the tires would explode um, we had him coming into the house at night um you know there, there was those things and I was like when the hell am I going to understand my lesson seriously mm. how many times do I need to do it before I just get the lesson and I really got it because big time and I realized that the reason for me doing like those mistakes over and over again it's because I refuse to love myself so mm. it's a, 
like constant work, constant reminder, but at some point I was like, that's enough. I'm just going to do it now. So I've started to do a lot of yeah, self-love work and it really helped me. I'm not there. Constantly lack of self-confidence and it's completely, constantly self, you know, I'm self-limiting myself all the time with my business and and you realize that your business is the reflection of who you are and your situations are going to be challenges in your business constantly and and i think it's one thing that i really understood is that while i am not working on myself i will go nowhere with my business so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah like yeah life is just putting the lessons on your path and and whether you decide to to listen to them uh, straight away or not, you will have to learn that lesson anyway. So in the beginning, you know, life is just, you know, whispering at your ear. Then it's, you know, pulling a little bit on your ear. Then it's just like yelling in your ear. And then it's <laughs> in the face, you know, it's just, you yeah. have to get the lesson anyway. So yeah, I guess now what I'm trying to do is that when I hear a whisper, I try to listen a bit, you know. Hard. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you touched on self-responsibility because, that's been one of the biggest things that I've learned as well is that if you want to change your situation, you have to understand that you are responsible for that change. It's not the other person. Like they may be doing things to you, but at the end of the day you are, you know, you're in a situation, you have to make a choice whether to stay or go or whatever that situation is. You have, And you always have a choice to be able to, change that situation so self-responsibility in this whole personal and spiritual development game is so important to understand so um, important I so agree with you Natasha it's just a uh, crazy I think in all society we tend to be in a victim type of uh, yep and yep. so I like if you see what happened to my mother or to myself, a lot of people would say, oh, my God, you were a victim of that person. But no, I fully take my responsibility on yes. that, you know, and 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 I just realized that in life, when you put yourself as a victim, then it means you have no power. Exactly. You, lose, you lose your power. You have no control on your life anymore. Yeah. But if you take the responsibility of what happened to you, it gives you power to make things change. And yeah. I think it's what we're not being taught as children, is to take responsibilities for what happened to us. And so Agree. sometimes, you know, when, when my kids fall, I'm like, like, you know, when you climb up there, that is dangerous. So don't cry now you fail. You know, you take yeah. res- your responsibilities for it. And I think it's a, it, it's can, it can look tough and like I'm a bit of a, I'm a bitch to them sometimes. But I think it's important because if you're like, oh, my poor little sweetheart, you know, it's just yeah. you put them into that victim situation. And that's something that all your life, unconsciously, you're always putting yourself like, oh, my boss is abusing me. Mm. It's probably because you're not putting the boundaries, you know, like, you know, and and for me, it has been like a whole set of stories of abuse in different situations. And I think it's only when I started to think I'm not a victim of it, I was putting myself in those situations completely unconsciously. Mm. And now power to change things. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think one of the biggest things we are not taught how powerful we are um and you know I can branch into this uh spiritual you know um explanation of this as well is that we are the creators of our own reality so people do not understand how powerful they are to create change they um I agree with you where it's you know 
say for example in the states or even here someone does something you just take them to court straight away or you know I don't I don't mean that you shouldn't take people to court with certain things but I think there's not enough talk or not enough awareness around um, taking self-responsibility and creating your own reality to what you want instead of fighting what you don't want, you know. So, yeah, I love yeah, what you shared it, there. It, it, it is interesting you say that because it's, quite, it's something that is quite shocking when you come to Australia from France is that we're not p- taking people to court like that. It's really something you see in American shows and every yep. time we're like, why the hell would you go in court for like a car accident? You know, it's just know. like we, we just don't get that. And when I came to Australia, I was, people were telling me you'd better not to have a car accident because you might end up in court. And I was like, what? What yeah. the hell is that world? Like, where, where are we? Like, you know, why did we create such a society? Um, so this is something that is uh, quite different from, from my uh, birth country. But what one thing you were touching on as well is um, – uh, that the fact that you uh, that self responsibility um, with discussion with communication as well like yeah. it's super important and I think we prefer pointing fingers at others mm-hmm. um, rather than just you know like I think we're always fifty fifty percent responsible in every situation in a divorce it's like okay your husband was abusive but you put yourself in a situation where you never put boundaries, yep. where, you know, you accepted giving up your work um, because he told you to do so. And then you were depending on him. I don't know, like there are a million situations. Like mm. I think like we have a 50, 50 percent uh, responsibility in everything. And the fact we're creating our reality as well is that it's, it's the law of attraction. If you, if you think that you're shit and you're worth nothing all the time, but like people are going to look at you that way. It's what mm. you're going to attract. You're going to have people around you who are going to think that you're not worth it and treat you that way. So the the fact we're able to create our own reality is so empowering yep. because all your thoughts are actually creating your reality. So stop thinking you're worth nothing 100%. because that's what you're, you're going to create for you. And that's what I'm constantly trying to fight against is that, oh, you know, I've spent more than, you know, 15 seconds thinking that I couldn't do it. Like, no, yes. enough, like, because I'm going to bring it to my life and I don't want that in my life. So I have mm-hmm. like um, a board of visualiz- visualization of what I want for my, for my future. And regularly I look at it and I'm like, you know, the more you say it, the more you look at it, you are actually creating that um, for yourself. And that's really the power of your inner world, um, is actually reflected in your outer world. So change your inner world if you want to change the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Um, yeah, it's super interesting, this whole uh, topic, you know, with the law of attraction and, you know, people will say like, for example, if they keep running into bad luck or they keep getting the shit seat on the plane or whatever that is, it's like if, of course, if you keep focusing on that and saying that, that's exactly what you're going to keep creating. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's definitely the power of the mind, but then people knowing that they can choose something different um, instead of being a victim of circumstance. It's like, no, I'm a creator of my reality, not a victim of circumstance. I agree. Um, but why aren't we taught that, you know, like instead of learning yeah. – you know, I, I think it's just old me. ways, you know, old ways, old paradigms, uh, which they are shifting. Um, 
but you know it is also up to us if it's not even taught in school like to that's this is part of the work you know to teach our kids that outside of school um but I do feel like it is changing but you know if you look at older generations they see things so differently and not all of it is wrong or bad or anything like that it's just different I think things are just shifting um yeah so it's super interesting but also I wanted to say going back to the circumstances when we were talking about you know violent for example violent situations that people might be in um, none of us are condoning violent situations and saying that, you know, it's a woman's fault that she's there. And oh, no, God, no. <laughs> yeah, and it, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, just yeah, let's have you there. Yeah. Take it. Yep, so I, I just have to say that. But, you know, some situations are definitely tough. I think the whole point is that people do have a choice um, to shift their situation and it's not always easy it's not just as easy as saying oh like choose your reality and choose something different and just step into the other thing but you know it can be very trialing and very challenging and very you know you might feel hopeless at times but it can be done so yeah I just wanted to say that as well <laughs> I think yeah I totally agree with that the, the the fact is that we don't know what we don't know yes and so like once you know it you can teach it to your children but if at school we're not educated with that uh, on you definitely not the spirituality that comes through tv um so i guess where do you learn that if someone doesn't come your way on or you don't go proactively on internet to look for it and i have yep. a friend and like she she had a massive you know burnout at 34 years old and she then went started to step into spirituality and she was like why the hell did I have to discover that only when I was 34 years old? It would have <laughs> changed my whole life. And that's why she created actually a business called Happy Hurley, where she's actually supporting and teaching children all those tools. So oh, that I love they, it. Yeah, so that they're able to have everything in their hands to be able to face life um, yeah. in a different way than she did. And so I find it, you, you know, really tough for those women who are in those relationships and they don't have the tools and the support to help them to get out of there. And this is so hard because the society is not really supporting them well either. Yeah. You know, like if you're a woman who um, has like two, three children uh, and you don't work because daycare is so expensive and you were looking after mm. your children or you wanted to look after your children and you're in an abusive relationship, where do you go with no oh, money? Exactly. Like what happens? And so that's really why I think um, we need to empower women so that they have that knowledge to be able to tap into the resources around them um, to change that uh, that reality for themselves. 100%. And I love what you were saying before. And I think this is a very common theme now with a lot of people that I commune with um, or I talk to is that we are now saying like the – the um, cycles stop here like yeah. I'm not taking this forward so you know that is a very common theme um, and it's it's awesome that's where I can tell that you know there's definitely change happening there's so much more awareness about all of this stuff it's just you know you still have to 
dig in and find it yourself, but it is out there and it's so easy with the internet to find resources, you know, to be able to empower ourselves um, for free. Like it's amazing. Um, yeah. You just have to look for it, right? Exactly. But, yeah, you have to know that it actually exists. You know, yep. like that spirituality uh, is like, you know, it's it, when you live your life and you're like on the daily routine, like you don't think about it. I guess you're struggling with your own problems and things like that. And you don't think suddenly, oh, I should go and look at some, you know, self-empowerment exactly. courses. Like it just doesn't happen, you know, it doesn't click. And so, That's yeah, right. you, need, you need to have more uh, so that, you know, it crosses people's paths, you know, like to have more of that education, of that information, so that even if you're not looking for it, it comes to you. And I guess that's the problem here. Uh, even if it's more and more people awakening and understanding, you know, how the universe works and all those laws so they can use it to their own advantage, um, it has to be more present, you know, instead yeah. of, you know, like love at first sight or whatever on TV. Let's just, you know, get some more uh, useful things so that people can yeah, empower absolutely. themselves. And social media, like I think, you know, one of the things with social media, like it can be negative, but it can also be really empowering. And I know over my journey, I have learned so much from social media, but it's learning how to plug into the right things and to plug into empowering things and inspiring things that make you feel good. Um, so yeah, it's, if anyone, you know, is struggling with that, I really encourage you to unfollow accounts or even just silence accounts that you are not inspired by or don't make you feel empowered. And, you know, just from there you can go down that rabbit hole of um, personal development and self-improvement just by following someone that may be sharing even one positive message a week, you know, you go, oh, I love that message. Like I love receiving that message on a Monday morning so it makes me feel really happy it makes me feel like this. So I think, you know, we, we just have to know how to use tools in the right way. Yeah. And, and you um, know what, it comes down to those boundaries as well, those self boundaries where when something hurts you, makes you sad or unhappy, being able to push it away from your life, yeah. whether it's people or social media groups or whatever. I think it, it is, yeah, that self empowerment as well is just taking only what you deserve. Yep. That's absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So can you talk to us a little bit about what you do now? So yeah, just take us through a little bit of that journey. I know that you help empower mums, you know, to build their businesses, but can you talk a bit about how it works? Um, you know, say if there's a mum listening today that might be thinking, oh, this could be a platform for me or an opportunity. Um, could you just speak into that for a little yeah. bit? Yeah, so um, I guess I've so just to 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 put a bit of context there. Uh, yep. um, we started officially the platform in February, and we've been growing now to to like more than one thousand six hundred products on the platform being sold by moms. Um, and so that was the first step of developing my business. I was thinking. Uh, I want at some point moms to gather and use the power of the number to influence policymakers, but you don't get people to just follow, follow you because you've got great ideas. So I thought I need something to get them, you know, start create that community. And I was thinking, what is their need? What do moms need now? We suffer from discrimination at work or whatever, or it's hard to work when having young children. That's when I decided, okay, I'm going to create that platform where they can earn money on their own terms and be able to sell their products and services. 
So I started to create the marketplace for moms to sell their services as the first tool uh, because it was the easiest one. Um, and so I started to, to develop that in February. It has been growing a lot. Um, and so now it is growing with more and more resources to support moms with their businesses. So yep. we have developed a bit of content um, about digital marketing, accounting, um, or whatever else you need as a branding as a businesswoman um, to help them and like you know getting the tools. Because mm. I realize a lot of business like moms who create their business, they just have passion for something. They just love something they're doing, but they have no idea about business. And this is that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, that's so many of us, you know. And this is such a shame because. The, the beauty of what they're doing is lost just because they don't have that business understanding. So I want to give them the resources so that they can be successful with their business. And so that's what we're creating more and more. So giving more and more content, um, whether it's uh, personal development, you know, help them as a mother, but also help them as a business mother, business woman, um, to help them with all their facets of who a woman can be. And um, we're also going to develop a mentorship programs where mom can support each other, mentoring each other, um, depending on the skills they've got. So if you're a lawyer, you can support someone with legal stuff. Awesome. And, and another person who is a marketeer can help another mom with their marketing issues. And so it's really a supporting community. Um, so where you don't have to actually systematically to get one advice to go and pay $500 for a lawyer, you know, yep. you can actually access the community and you will benefit from it as well um, yeah, awesome. and if it, and it's really a give and take and this is here again the whole spiritual law of universe you get what you give so yeah and just community so, I think yeah. it's so needed like I know you know I have we did make the choice for me to stay at home um while bringing up our kids but not everyone has that um I wouldn't say luxury because, well, in a way, yes, luxury, but it was hard for us at times, um, a lot of times. But, yeah, I think it's um, it's just that community, just to know that, you know, they're supported and it is hard for women to go out and go, oh, like, you know, you feel like you lose a bit of your independence as a mum yep. um, and you lose your place in the world a little bit. So, yeah, I think I love what you're creating. It's It's just awesome for mums to feel supported and um, just like they have a place to belong, not just – you know, at home making snacks and listening to um, Bluey or fantastic. This is running in the background quite often. <laughs> so yeah, and and I love what you were saying. Like for you, it was a sort of it's it's funny how being a stay-at-home mom can be a luxury or it can be a it is so expensive uh, compared to what I earn. As a, as a woman, every month, it costs me more money to put my kids in the childcare. If your husband is earning good money, you know, you don't have yeah. the childcare benefits. And I had a friend who was telling me, I'm going back to work for my own sanity, but I only earn 60 bucks per week on top of daycare. Yeah. And I'm like, this is ridiculous because I have some friends who could not even go back to work because it was too expensive yeah. um, to pay for the daycare because their husband was earning enough, you know, um, and there was no childcare rebate. So it's like, why would I go to work if I don't earn more than what I would pay for to look after exactly. my children? So I think we're, and this is very different here from my country where in France, it's the opposite. Like everything is free for your children. 
So, really? Yeah. So you like if you put your kids in a childcare, if you're quite wealthy, you're going to pay 500 bucks per month. You know, it's going to be the the maximum. And uh, and most of people would never pay that amount of money. So it costs you pretty much two days of childcare for one month in France. You know. Wow. And so. <laughs> Wow. Yes, it's a dream. And so sometimes I'm, I'm wondering why why we live here uh, in terms of, you know, you know, child support. It's non-existent pretty much uh, um, compared to what we've got in France. So, um, but yeah, we've got amazing quality of life and everything. But yeah, it is hard uh, in some aspects as a woman. I think there is a lack of support from the government and childcare is really one thing that comes up in every single discussion. Uh, with mums, it's like it's too expensive. Like, we, why would you like paying one hundred and fifty dollars for one child per day when you have two or three? It becomes just uh, yeah, and then not to mention the hours that you have to juggle around that. Yeah, it's like not just the the daycare cost, but then it becomes a case of juggling, you know, leaving work or not feeling guilty to leave work, and with your colleagues still there racing to get the kids or whatever that looks like it's still very much a juggle to be able to make it all work isn't it yes and and, and you know what like it's also that image uh that people have of you when you become a mother and actually you go and pick up your child before the daycare uh closes it it just looks like you're not committed as much as the yes, other so it looks true. like you're not performing anymore and which is absolutely not the case like for most of the mothers, I'm sure, in terms of deliveries of project, but the perception is not as good. And yeah. this is where I think we need to, a change of mentality that it's not because you're spending, I don't know, 60 hours in the week working that you are better. And it's not because you're working between those times that are supposed to be allocated for business hours uh, that you are better. You know, mothers, like they need the flexibility to go and pick up their children and probably between maybe five and 8 p.m. they won't be available, but m- many of us, we take our computers after 8 p.m. and we do some emails. And, and yeah, I think it's that flexibility that has to be understood by the corporate world, world as well. Mm. And, um, and I think it also comes from the government, you know, those um, everything comes from the top. So, mm. yeah. All do, that- you think, do you think that, you know, you have to kind of, fight an existing system or do you think that we are just in you know in charge of trying to create something new you know do you believe that it's going to shift you know in the corporate world I've never been in the corporate world um so I I don't know but what's your view on that what would you think I love that question. Actually, I was telling my husband yesterday, I think the way corporate is organized now is from the past. I work in corporate for like the biggest pharma in the world. Uh, so we are like 120,000 employees. There are m- many structures in place for diversity and inclusion and all those HR um, things to actually avoid dis- prevent discrimination and all that. But this is a mentality thing, you know, like I've had some managers, some of the people on top who are still old fashioned thinking you go in hibernation when you go in mat leave or you go in holidays. And, and this is, it, despite those structures in place, you still have discrimination at work. Yeah. And, yeah. and so the corporate world, I think, uh, and it's what I was telling my husband yesterday, it's from the past because the lack of flexibility and the fact that we are um, losing our lives trying to earn it 
you know, selling our hours of life to a boss to earn money mm. seems completely ridiculous. And when Uber came, I was like, this is amazing. It's what I've always wanted to create in a way without being able to structure anything uh, like that, um, you know, formalize things properly. But it's a, a world where you can earn money mm -hmm. on your own terms. You go to work whenever you want to. If you want to earn more, you can work more. If you want to earn a bit less and have more time, you can do it. Have the freedom, you know, to work on your own terms. And I think Uber was amazing because it provided that flexibility. And I think it's what I'm trying to create as well with spots is for moms to be able to earn money the way they want to and not have mm. a boss telling them you need to work, you know, you need to be at the office at nine until like five or six. And I think it's completely old fashioned and it has to disappear. And COVID mm. actually has got like all the crap that comes with it. But the positive aspect of it is that we realize um, that work is mixing with our personal lives so that people can organize their lives um, the way they want to much more. Mm. Um, we still have a lot of work to do, but, you know, now we are... There's uh, a lot of change happening, yeah, yeah. in a and positive so, way. Exactly. And so you were saying, do we fight the old system or do we create a new one? The old system is just getting destroyed, you know, right now in yep. front of our eyes. Exactly. And so we just have to look at it full and be creative enough and be there at the right time, which means now to start recreating the future. Now we have to visualize what we want for the future. And that's why I want to gather those women so that they start visualizing what they want to see in the society, how they want uh, the society to, to evolve so that we can start working on it now. Because if we don't do anything, then this society will be recreated by those people in power and we will not be part of the discussion. So mm -hmm. if we want to be part of the discussion, that's why we need to gather because it's the only way we're going to be heard. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, I just, uh, well, I've just been pondering a lot lately on the movie The Matrix and, you know, just thinking about how, you know, we're all just busy little bees, like, you know, just working for other corporations, but... I think there is, you know, there's a little bit of more awareness of people going, oh, actually, I want to do something that I'm passionate in now. Like I want to create something. I'm passionate about this. But then the next hurdle for people is that, you know, say, for example, they have these brilliant ideas. Then the next hurdle is that fear of stepping into that unknown or what if it fails or so it's like leaning into that courage too, isn't it? So it can be tricky um, and it's very unknown. Like this whole journey of yeah. entrepreneurship is such an unknown journey. It, it um, is. But, but it's, it's a sacrifice it in a way that you take um, for, you know, your own freedom or your own joy and your own happiness, you know, instead of um, doing something that you're not passionate in. So yeah, what would you say to that about being, you know, say for a, a woman that's listening today who has a brilliant idea but she's a little bit fearful of stepping into that, what would you say to her? I would say that if you stay in your comfort zone insecurities, you will learn nothing of life and you will die with regrets. That's mm -hmm. my whole mantra in life. And, Me too. And, and, and like I, fears are just here to be um, overcome. 
Mm -hmm. You know, like it, I've got so many fears. Like you have no idea if I made the list, like it would take you three hours to just go through. <laughs> you know, it's just like we are all paralyzed with fears. But at some point you, you either like here again, be a victim of those fears or be the leader, you know, and just say that's enough now. I'm not letting those fears override my life. And it's a, it's a decision you have to make. And when you create your business, I wanted to create businesses. I had so many ideas, like you have no idea. I started to work on pretty much 20 different business plans. And if my friend hear me, they will laugh because I do have so many business plans in my computer, <laughs> but I never went any further because there was always something limiting me. That was that limiting self-belief that I, why me? Why could I do how, well, like, why am I the person to do it? And I, I'll never succeed, you know, all those things. I but can't I can't do it as good as them. Yeah. Yeah, you have to sit on those fears and you know suffocate suffocate them with your mm. big bum, and and that's enough. And that's what I do every day, and it's what I did when I created my business. I think the fact I spent so much time trying to understand who I was allowed me to understand what my purpose was because you can't understand your purpose if you don't sit down with yourself for so many hours to really try to see the truth of who you are, like mm -hmm. every facet, the, like the dark shadows as much as the light of who you are. And usually it's your, in your darkness, in, in what you refuse to see, that you will see the spark of amazingness in you. And, and so I had to do that big time. And once I was like, okay, I found my purpose, it was so obvious. I just created my business straight away. With yes. like no fears or self-limiting belief, it was just obvious when before. I think those businesses were, were good ideas, but they were not my purpose. So it was not that obvious. And once I found it, it was just, it keeps unraveling. It just happens. And, and it I seems think, easy, right? Because your easy. mission of wanting to help other mums is obviously driven from a challenge that you've had in the past. So when you have that desire to want to make that change on some level, whatever that is, I think that can more naturally help you bust through the fears because you're tapping into something that's bigger than you. Yes. And you know what, when, when it's your true purpose and I'm not talking about like, Oh, my purpose is, you know, like it, it's just like the true purpose because now everyone talks about purpose, but exactly that you were born for um, the universe is supporting you. Like, it's yeah. just crazy. I see so many opportunities coming to me. Um, and it would have never happened if it was not something that I was meant to be. It would not happen that easily. I really yep. feel that I'm supported at a higher level. Um, and and this is just amazing to see it unraveling in front of my eyes. Um, it, it is just crazy. But to find your purpose, I would say, it's not easy. Um, and even when you found it, it's not easy either because you still have those very down-to-earth problematics, which are money, time, and all mm -hmm. of that. So for me, my way to do it was uh, to um, start working part-time and start creating my business on all the free time I had. So it required me to probably stop doing all the useless things I was doing before so that my time would be, would be as efficiently um, you know, involved as possible. So yeah, you don't spend as much time anymore in front of Netflix or on social media. It's just, you take your computer and you work on something. This is, um, it has been so much work mentally draining yeah. every day, but when you have that little flame in you, because it's your purpose, it will keep you going. 
But if it's not your purpose, you will see that flame is kind of drying. Exactly. And, and for me, it's just, it keeps burning. Even when I'm like in the midst of crap, like up to the oh, neck. Oh, me too, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to keep pushing because that's burning in there. Like there's something that is crazy. And so my advice is that, yeah, it won't happen in one day. You know, I started to create my business really to work on business plan and everything in February, a year and a half ago. And things are only happening now. And I can tell you, I'm absolutely not financially, uh, you know, profitable in any way. I am spending so much money, but it is it is just you have to, to believe that it's going to take time to know it before you start. If you're thinking yeah. in six months time, you're going to have dropped your job and be able to, to leave of your purpose. Like it might have happened to some of us, but it's, I think, not the majority and we have to be pretty realistic here as well so it yeah. is fun. I feel like a schizophrenic person because I'm going from one job to another all day long um but you know what it's just my purpose is pushing me so I'm yeah. going that's it and it's you know it does you have to have that drive um to be able to carry out that you know that business idea or that um you know yeah that career you know if you so, yeah, if anyone has an idea, I'd say sit on it for a while and see and take that dream as far as you can take it and see if it's got longevity there for you um, because I can honestly wake up at 2 in the morning and be working. Like I am addicted to my mission. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's how I feel. Like it doesn't matter what time of the day it is, I could work, you know, all the time and I do have to consciously take myself out of it but then my work is my life as well so it's you know it's like feeds into the same thing but yeah I love what you were saying there um you know with just having the courage and I think wanting to to do that and wanting to start something new it really depends on how fed up you are with what you're doing already you know yeah you, yeah, you have to be at a point where you're just like i don't want to live like this anymore like you have to make that commitment and that draw that line in the sand and say no I don't want that anymore I want to choose something different so yeah I think that's a big part of it as well yeah I agree with that it's definitely a blessing when crap happens at your work like when like every time I had those like oh you know there's discrimination like with salary why the hell my husband was paid 30k more than me we were doing the same job same studies the same job same company yeah everything same like why it's amazing and, and there, there was no like the explanation from my company was like you are not allowed to talk about salaries between colleagues and I'm like we're married we straight on my bank account every month you know but Is you know in Australia it's in Australia yes wow I, <laughs> yes. you know see like I'm ignorant to that like if I didn't yeah that that's pretty crazy it, it is like gutting. And I think all those situations where like things unfair like that happened were a blessing because it gave me that drive. If it, it went smoothly, it would have been so hard to move because you earn good money, you have a good status, you know, like all those comfort zones. But I think if mm -hmm. you want to go um, and step into your life purpose, you will need to just stop um, uh aching for comfort and security because yeah. you will have to step into the unknown. But we came on that earth to learn and learning comes from experiencing. So when you live the same life every day, you're not experiencing as much. 
an opportunity sort of to, you know, to fail and, and to learn. And I ended up my face straight in the wall like a few times. And I guess my my past, you know, partnership experience with that uh, narcissistic person I was talking about earlier um, really drove me straight face down, like full speed in the wall. And mm. I ended up sitting crying on my bum. Um, but it's what gave me the drive to create spots today. So I'm so grateful yeah. for it. It's just those worst challenges in your life are what is, you know, pushing um, at the bottom of the swimming pool is what allows you actually to push back and to get back to the surface. When it's just like small mm. things that happen to you, you keep going. But too hard, too intolerable, it's when you decide to actually change everything. And that's when it's driving it's, it's when suddenly in your life there's a shift. And I realized that when I talked recently with many women, I was doing interviews for a community manager. And, um, and three women I talked to told me that COVID um, made them redundant. And so they took it hard initially, but that gave them the drive to create their freelancing companies. Yeah. And, and that was amazing. Like I just thought like, a lot of them already had, you know, clients and, and it was working for them. So I was like, you know what? When sometimes, very often, most of the time, when a challenge hits you in life, it's a gem which you, mm. you know, you haven't realized yet. It's, it's a redirection of, yeah. uh, most of the time, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that would be my thing. Take the wall, sit down, cry a little bit, yes. head back in the other direction. Oh, <laughs> and, like, you know, if I think about that time that I hit the wall, you know, like back in my you know ex-relationship I was absolutely gutted I was devastated I felt alone like I was just totally heartbroken um for more reasons than one but you know if I had have seen at that time oh there's an opportunity ahead for you like you're going to be fine you know you don't see that at the time but it is like a breakthrough, you know, anytime you're going through those difficult situations, it's like a call to break through to the other side. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thinking about courage and people stepping into something that they want to create for themselves but they feel a bit too fearful, you know, I always say it's like choose your heart. Like if you are in a soul-sucking job that's giving you a good opportunity, that's not really easy because every day you wake up, you don't really want to be going to work, you know? So it's like, is that easy or is it easy to create something that's maybe a little bit uncertain and not as secure, but you are, you know, emotionally it's easy for you. You're like living in your passion and and more of your joy. So, and I know it's not so black and white. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices and do things you don't want to do initially to kind of get through to that next step but you know I always say it's like you have to choose your heart like what's you know think think in the future what's going to be the best for yourself and your soul and your um yeah your mission here on earth and your learning and they're visualizing like incredible things because your thoughts are what you're going to create so they're imagining incredible things and do your best every day to move towards that goal. I guess it's it's my thing. Like if you see my uh, visualization board I made, you're like that girl. Like she's completely wacko. Like <laughs> dreams that are just beyond going. You know, flying up to the moon with my own wings. You know, and it, it's just like I think if you dare actually just thinking about what 
what your biggest dreams would be, it's the start of actioning. You know, it's the beginning of it starting to happen. Yeah. So let's dare big. And I, you know, in my absolutely the um, the you know tagline was um, uh, learn to dare. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's great. We need to learn to dare and like dare dream big. Uh, you know, yes. dare making that first step because the same second one will come easier. And like it, it's just daring. And I think in our society we are stuck with um, with those fears of you know being a successful person and so yeah if you end up doing something stepping outside the line and then failing people are gonna boo you you know it's like a bit of like you you know we are always trying to stick to what the other sheeps are doing because it's reassuring but it's non-satisfying and and I think there's an expression that you know pisses me off to to you know to its maximum it's um, better the devil you know and I'm like, oh, no, yes. no, this is like, like no. seriously, you can't do that. It's not okay. And it's exactly what my grandmother was doing. She was like, yeah, but, you know, with your grandfather, it's not easy. But, you know, it's like we, I know what's going to come tomorrow. Yeah, you're going to, you know, get, probably get a punch in your face. Mm. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just better. The devil, you know, is gra- driving me mad when I hear that. Absolutely yeah. not. Just... You know. There is like it's because you're not able to dream that there can be better and that you're worth enough to deserve better. And this is the whole, you know, the whole we get back to the beginning of our discussion. Just you are worth it. And women, we are much more powerful than we think. And I think yeah. we are so powerful. That's actually my thinking is the it's the reason why we've been so repressed mm-hmm. um, across so many centuries, because I think we are scary. Well, in ancient times, the women used to rule. Yes, we were. You know, the we were more, um, you know, and there's no way that I want to discredit men because they are amazing and they have a beautiful part in. Like we, we need to work together. But exactly. you know, women are intuitive and they're innovative and they create that balance and nurturing. So, like the leadership is so different. Um, but yeah, we used to rule in ancient times, so it's really interesting. <laughs> yes, and I agree with that. That uh, actually, the way now our society is structured is only um, going for men qualities. It's performance. It's KPI yep. deliveries. It's pro- you know, it's all those masculine mas- energy. Yeah, exactly. And that we need also to bring in the way our society is evaluating success to bring more. Um, emotional IQ, um, compassion, um, you know, that leadership from love, you know, all those things that women are able to bring on the table. And as you were saying, I definitely never want to um, say men are crap and women no, are no, because it's that. still wrong. We are absolutely bringing the both of us something amazing to the table. The thing is that men have been bringing their thing on the table for a long time. Yeah. Women have not. And now this is our time. 2020 was, you know, the the divine feminine year. We need now to start stepping in into our own power. And and that's why we are at a time with COVID where everything is changing. And we were talking about creating that society um, for the future. Are we in that time where we need to destroy the old system or to create the new one? Mm. That's when we create our new system. It's with women being empowered enough to step in, talk and, you know, be part of the decision uh, for the future. That's and- right. And just, you know, I think even 
um, above divine feminine is like I feel like personally we're li- we're starting to move into a place where we're merging together like masculine and feminine. I know it's still the minority, um, but I do feel that shift coming. So it's pretty exciting, and I think that's where it needs to be, where there's no ego like ego is taken out of it and we just know our own strengths as male and female and we just bring them together to create something you know that works for everybody um so everyone feels equal yes exactly so that women don't have to to be men like to yeah selves and and create That's a space right. that where all selves is actually what is considered as a kpi of success and not having exactly. to be like men and i think yeah it's it's finding that balance where men and women can express themselves equally because the world and the universe is always trying to find balance in everything and totally. while we um you know as women to not step up we are and it's not men putting ourselves down here again. It's, a, it's a, you know, taking our own responsibilities here, the way we're raising our children. Like I just saw my mother. She was constantly, every time there was some chores at home, she was asking me and never my brother. Because unconsciously, the woman was good for the chores and the cooking and the boy was good to play outside or on his PlayStation. You know, it's just like unconsciously, we have to raise our boys as gentlemen and our women as, you know, powerful um powerful queens you know and yep. and it's our responsibility as women as well to really um take our own power back and to transmit that to the next generation because it's the only way we will be able to reestablish that balance which yeah. can be the only positive um the only way towards a successful future that's right and then even redefining success so taking that step further and you know, we need to redefine the way success looks in society. Yeah, and you know, it's, you know what, it's just very um, a spiritual thing. Success doesn't exist in the universe. No, it's just, it's just you know, experience and me, learning. if you're successful, it means that you're just following your own path and you're happy and you're just, like, living your best life. Like, to me, that's what success looks like. Um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely, I think, redefining what success looks like, um, from the old paradigm, but yeah, I think courage and being, you know, women, um, or whoever for that matter, wanting to break away from a construct that, you know, they've been in for a long time is just taking that courage leaping forward um and just being comfortable in not knowing what's going to happen because really nobody does know what's going to happen tomorrow and i know that might sound like a bit cliche but really we know none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow so we should be living more in that state of presence and you know, when you are in that state of presence and you look like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm excited. And I know that if I look and I open my eyes, there's so many possibilities that can come to me from that space of not knowing and from that space of being present and just being open to see that there is so much available if we open our eyes to that possibility. Yeah. I think it's what happens a, a lot as well when, when you're in a situation of struggle, you're you are in a survival mode, and I think yep. 
close your eyes to every hands that you know people are are trying to to give you and um and yeah you like even in the lowest of your life always try to open your mind to more opportunities like sit down and just try to think okay that's where i'm at what else could happen if i like imagine the craziest thing you know like you know trying to to get out of that difficult situation and yeah yeah, coming down to your mind and not being scared of tomorrow like absolutely you know, tomorrow, like we'll like in a spiritual way, like we'll always exist. Whether for me, for me, it's a personal thing. Whether you're alive on that earth or mm-hmm. somewhere else, tomorrow will still exist. You know. Yeah. And, and so I'm, I'm just thinking it's, um, it's pretty amazing not to know what tomorrow is going to be like because, like, I can't imagine the boredom. And it's the problem with COVID right now. We're working from home. We're in a lockdown. Every day is the same. You don't even know if it's Monday or Friday. Like it's just it's just yeah. so boring. It's not a way to live, you know. It's it's horrible to live in that security and comfort. I think it's yes. it's, it's not worth it. I feel like I'm losing my time. So it's lucky for me because I need to work so much with my business. I don't mind whether it's lockdown or not. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. But it's, this is just like not something you want. It's just fear that makes you want that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you make a decision based on fear, you are Absolutely. trapping yourself. And, yeah, and it's making the wrong decision, making the wrong decisions, definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. And it sounds like we could probably talk for another, you know, hour. But how can women find you um, and and what would be the next step for someone that's probably looking for, you know, to sell their services or to get in contact with you? Like what, what would be the next step for them? Uh, easy peasy. You just go on uh, spots, S-P-O-T-Z, uh, au, and you will see uh, if you want to become a vendor, um, you can actually find the sell on spots tab and be able to upload all your products and uh, you can contact us anytime along the way um, and like you will find the contact details on the platform and we are here to support and actually Mathilde who I was talking earlier uh, about um, she she's here like for every customer answering replying pretty much uh, you know in the hour uh, and really supporting everyone along the way and if you are a mom who really wants to support other moms please come on, on the platform, uh, have a look at all the amazing products other moms are selling and support them by buying one of their products or giving yes. them a kind message. Uh, say Like even if you're not buying, just saying like, I love what you're doing and I support what you're doing. Like we are like, you know, it's a community. Come on the group at Spots for Moms on Facebook and Instagram. And and we are just, um, we're just a bunch of women, you know, trying to, um, to create the community and uh, and get to a place where we really support each other and we are really going to be powerful enough to to be able to influence our future and reshape that future. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. I'm going to add your website and your contact details in the description of this podcast so people can follow along. Um, but thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed the conversation and all the topics that we covered. But um, thank you for doing what you do for other mums and creating those, you know, that community and that platform for them to connect and feel seen and heard um, and supported. So thank you for being a light worker and doing what you're doing as well. 
Thank you so much uh, for for your encouragement, uh, Natasha. It's always really good to hear that what I'm doing is not completely crazy. <laughs> it's it's good to have that you know reinforcement. Uh, and thank you so much for um, your your soul and uh, for listening to me and give me a, a space uh, to express myself. I really appreciate that. Of course. Thanks so much, and I hope you have an awesome day. You too. Thank you, Natasha. Bye. Okay. Bye.